Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Horror Hangout. Yeah. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where my mouth just exploded. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bitter film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Connor with Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co host, Mr. Mr. Ben Errington. I sounded like I just jumped out of it from behind the corner. Wow. Did your mouth just explode? You got yeah. such a dribbly mouth. Exactly. Uh, yes. How you doing? You good? Yep, yeah, I'm doing. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Oh, you're doing good, eh? Just showing off now, aren't you? Uh, Glad to hear it, mate. Glad to hear it. Didn't do anything last week because I was ill. Uh, sorry about that. My immune system apologised. Don't apologise to me, mate. Apologise to everyone else, all right? Because you let them down. Let Apologise to your family, your friends. That's good. It's nice to have a little break now and again, you know? Yeah. It gives me a bit of time to catch up uh, with stuff I've seen. I've not really watched that much. Seen a couple oh, of bits. God, there you go. Gives me time. Gives me time to catch up with some stuff, and I haven't even done that. So well, uh, you know, what a waste. Stuff. I meant catch up with my sleeps. <laughs> oh yeah, that's important as well, Luke. You know, yeah. Self care. You got to think about your mental health. Have a lovely little sleep. Have a nice chocolate biscuit. Uh, watch something crap on TV. Yeah, I've been doing lots of that. Yeah. Uh, mm, me so, too. have we got any news? <laughs> uh, I got, got a little bit of news. Had a little peruse. Peruse. Sounds like I'm rapping here. Yeah. But um. So yeah. First what thing. What clues did you see think... in the news? Did someone? What clues did I see in the news about to peruse? Someone got. Someone ate some shoes. <laughs> Universal and Blumhouse are developing new version of the thing that will adapt the long lost original novel. Can you believe that? Uh, yeah, I can. I read it earlier, so I can believe it. Yeah, you can um, believe it. You believe everything you read, do you? No, nope. but you believe everything you read. You're some sort of sheep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so obviously 1951, yeah. <laughs> 1951's The Thing from Another World uh, and the, the Thing, 1982. 1982? This is yeah, typical of The Thing from Another another World. So obviously, they're both adaptations of Who Goes There, and apparently this is going to be a bit more close to that, it's which me. is interesting. It's going to be called. Blumhouse. I, I go there. Sometimes. I go there. Hello, <laughs> Blumhouse. What are they doing? Are they just getting their fingers in every single little pie they can? Is that what, is that what we're to expect now? Everything's going to be Blumhouse. Basically, they to horror are what Disney is to every other form of uh, <laughs> media. Yeah. Consumable media. They're going to own it. Everything's going to be by Blum, Blumhouse. I'm up for it. The thingy magic. I think uh, as long as they take it out of the Arctic and do something else, uh, maybe that won't work. Predator 2. They could go with Predator 2. Put it in the urban streets. Maybe it'll be more than one thing. The things. Yeah. So apparently it's going to be called... Let me see if I'm reading this properly. It's going to be called Frozen Hell, right? Is it? It's going to have additional chapters from Frozen oh. Hell. Oh, so it's going to be a remake. The published novella was actually an abridged version of Campbell's original story called Frozen Hell, which had been shortened for publication. So obviously there's a longer longer version out there. 
yeah. more more juicy story tidbits that they're going to include. Um, so the new film will include the very best of The Thing from Another World, John Carpenter's classic, and both books, Frozen Hell and Who Goes There. So basically, <laughs> amalgamation of all adaptations of this story ever. Yeah, but oh, I thought it was going to be like a like a sequel reboot, sort of like Halloween, the new Halloween. Uh, but okay, I'm less interested. The thing goes to New York. Yeah. Hey, I'm the thing, and I'm going up the Empire State Building. The rise I'm of the, the thing, and I'm on yeah. Times Square. All that shit. Yeah. Thing Kong. Interesting, right? Yeah. Uh, what else have I got for you? Something else, a different franchise that might be coming back to the big screen or, or has been confirmed to come back to the big screen. Columbia Pictures is bringing Anaconda, the Anaconda franchise, back to the big screen. See, I was never aquatic... a big Anaconda, even though I, my grandma, my Hungarian grandma was called Anaconda. I... Jesus. Why, did, why have you not told me that before? <laughs> <laughs> you should I... tell me that immediately when we first met. <laughs> I feel like it's something that people would, I tell people all the time. Um, I even though my my great my grandma and Hungarian grandma, uh, God rest her soul, is dead. <laughs> it was called Anaconda. I was never a big fan of the film. Maybe that's why. Maybe I was like, but my nana never did that. My nana never slivered around on a belly. Yeah. He, she never slivered around eating John Voight Hall. Yeah. Um, I quite yeah, I quite liked it. It was a. I mean, back in the day, I was a little bit scared. Nowadays, it's more of a guilty pleasure i guess got a lot more people in it that you remember obviously jennifer lopez ice cube john voight owen wilson danny trejo it's a it's a fantastic cast and i think it's a really good cheesy monster movie and apparently they're gonna do it like a big budget production in the vein of the meg so uh. the meg the meg wasn't particularly great but you know fun for 90 minutes yeah so why not um and apparently someone's writing the script Diana someone who did they need to make it bigger somehow. Gianna Condor, Gigan Con, uh, I don't know what it would be. Uh, Anna Condor, my Hungarian, my Hungarian <laughs> grandmother tagline. Uh, got some potential gaming news as well. So, although this one's a bit more like throwing cold water on on a on a previous rumor, heard that Konami were apparently working on two new Silent Hill games. Oh yeah, um, but a bit of news has sort of come out uh, that. These were initially that these were going to be like a soft reboot of the franchise. Obviously, um, Hideo Kojima's Silent Hills got the can, got Hideous the bloody Kojima. boot. That should be his Hideous pen name Kojima. for his horror work. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, allegedly, this guy, apparently this story has only come from some guy on Twitter saying, look, I've heard this is going to happen. Um, I can talk about this. Who knows who this guy is? But yeah, so there's been a bit of cold water thrown on that where like there isn't much of a story in it. But Silent Bill finally speaks. Silent Bill finally opens his mouth. But also we've got some other gaming news about Resident Evil 8. Obviously what? Resident Evil 3 is coming out Ooh. April. Go on. I didn't know that. But I was going to say, what was the headline for the Silent Hill? It has to be something like it breaks, finally breaks the silence or something, right? What I just close the tab, Luke. <laughs> you want me to, want to no, no. So I'll just imagine it's, oh, it was really good. Do it. Okay. <laughs> maybe you should write headlines for these things because I don't think it's as good as that uh, so yeah obviously Resident Evil 3 is coming out in April Resident Evil 8 the next installment of the main installment of the franchise apparently is in development apparently it was tested last year um, Ethan will be returning as a playable character or Ethan from Resident Evil 7 it's going to be first person like Resident Evil 7 um, I don't think Ethan you ever a ran draw bits. about Resident Evil 7 well, it might not have been for you, but for me, I would like to face this man. No, I did. Was he was he was uh, a good like um, avatar for you, Ben and mm. me, all of us. No one was like, oh, this this new Ethan character is up there with Jill Valentine. He's that wasn't the draw. But if it means it's me first person, I'm up for it. A few other random little bits. Environment will be rural, snowy, and mountainous, possibly yes. in Europe. Um, oh, Europe. There is a. a, a Persistent shadowy female enemy that will follow you. Yeah, apparently they're wolf-like creatures. It says werewolves here, but you know. Oh, cool. And Chris Redfield will be involved in some capacity as well. I mean, whether there is there is a video on the Residents <laughs> of Evil YouTube YouTube um, channel, which is a really good you know thing for all these leaks and really delving into all the rumors and stuff. Check it out if you're a fan of the franchise. But yeah, there we go. That's quite nice. 
I'm excited. That's all I got for you, though, Luke. Have you got anything for me? No, no. Like news. Christmas Day all over again. So there was the thing one, but you've done that. Mm. Um, yeah. No, I think that's all the news. Um, <clears throat> yep. You covered it. That's all the news there was. So the next thing I've got to ask you, Luke, what have you been watching? Okay, so I've seen a few things. When, uh, the first thing I saw was at the cinema. Uh, it's called 1917, which isn't a horror movie, mm-hmm. but is quite harrowing. It's a harrow movie, uh, Hammer Harrow film. And it's um, it's about a year uh, and two people in this year uh, who is... Uh, okay, so Sam Mendes, um, he, it's about World War One film. It's two people uh, have to go across... Um, uh, no Man's Land to stop this big attack. It's going to get loads of English soldiers uh, killed. Um, and it's all one continuous shot. It really captures the horror of, of the war. Some uh, One guy gets his hand uh, snagged by some barbed wire. It's really, really terrifying. Um, <laughs> one guy, he goes to sneeze and then he loses the sneeze. Yeah. Never to, he can't get it again. Can't get it again. It's gone. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic. I think I gave it like a four out of five. No, four and a half, four point five out of five. Wow, well, well, calm down there, man. Calm down. I just thought it was great. Uh, um, you saw it as well? Yeah, I saw it. Really good. Uh, cinematography's peng. Looks bloody lovely. Yeah, some seriously good direction. <laughs> it's nice to try and guess where the cuts are, isn't it? Nice I mean, there's, there's one quite obvious one. There. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's one very obvious one. I mean, it cuts to like these words on the. On the screen, going down the page, so that's yeah. Uh, what's that about? Was that it was the end? Continuous. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, why do films keep doing that, man? Oh, who made it? Who cares? I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See you later. You lost me at the credits, mate. Credits. <laughs> yeah. If you open with credits, that's even worse. I'm out again. That's See you later. Did that. James Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. James Bond films. Uh, okay, so. Uh, you saw it. What do you, what do you reckon? You thought it was good. You liked the cinematography. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was really good. Uh, yeah, it, it was. It was. It was great. There's nothing else you can really say about it other than it no. was. Well, there's plenty. Plenty you can say about it, but that's not for this podcast. No. Uh, so, uh, Open Open oh, does bits at the award ceremonies. You know. Yeah. They love award films, don't they? The old they Academy Awards. Film. Yeah. So I uh, also watched um, and part of a a, a weird movie group of people uh and they suggested we all watch hell driver together um so we all put it on and we all like chat at the same time as watching it hell driver was this uh, uh mid-2000s japanese film and it was i mean it's it was batshit insane it was about a, a woman there's a zombie outbreak and there's a woman who has um <clears throat> a heart missing and she's got like a chainsaw sword and she uh it's insane she's whoa like, She's like lopping off heads and stuff with this chainsaw sword. That's not even the insane thing about it. It gets much, much more insane than that. There's one bit where a zombie falls into a pile of swords and he's like impaled and he's got his swords sticking out of him. Uh, but then there's a car that's got swords like strapped to the front. So the zombie with the swords coming out of him and the car with the swords on the front have a sword fight. Like the car, the car does a wheelie and they're sort of battling. The zombie's sort of shaking. <laughs> <laughs> And the car's like just like shunting left and right as it's like ting ting, and they're having a little sword fight. Um, there's another bit where the master zombie, she makes everyone form this giant uh, humanoid zombie shape f- made of zombies like hanging on to each other, um, and then the government shoots new missiles at, at it, um, and it catches the missiles and then takes off like a plane, holding the missiles as if they were like thrusters. It's uh yeah, that was that was a strange one. I also watched. I mean. One. <laughs> Sounds great. It sounds great, doesn't it? I mean, if you like the sound of you that, also watch. Uh, then you probably like uh, Greasy Strangler. You seen the Greasy Strangler? I haven't, but I've, I've heard some things about it. But you need to remind me. Produced by Rook Films, um, so Ben Wheatley's company. Um, this is, uh, I mean, it's like Napoleon Dynamite meets a horror movie. Uh, with John Waters-esque stuff going up in there. So it's about a guy, a man and his son uh, give disco tours somewhere. Uh, I don't know where it is set, actually. Um, and then the dad um, disappears every now and again. 
uh, and becomes the greasy strangler. He like kind of covers himself in this thick grease, um, and it, it's, I mean, he's just covered in grease, but he becomes like a sort of animal man thing. And he goes around strangling people. There is some great moments in it. Like every time he strangles someone, like there's really sad music plays, and then the person doesn't. They're not like choking. But they're sort of saying, coming to terms with their death in a really weird way. Like a lot of them are saying, like, "Am I dying? Am I dead yet? God, I'm gonna miss things." And it's like really sad. Uh, but then every time he's done his strangling, he goes and gets in the car wash to wash it all off, and he's back to normal. Uh, Grease uh, is really tough to get off as well. Hey, I hate it. You know, you get it in the sink or or anywhere. You, you have to get like a dry towel or something to get it off. Um, yeah. But it's insane. There's some um, funny moments. It does kind of outstay its welcome a bit. Because it, I mean, it's it's slow to the point where it's trying to be humorous in that slowness, um, and it can get a bit grating. Yep. Uh, but it's fun; it's got some great moments, and that's about it. That's all I saw. Did you see? No, the new. Talking. Did you see um, the uh, <laughs> the new David Lynch short film? What did Jack do? No, on not yet. Not yet. Okay, I did. Um, and this is it's insane. Uh, so 17 minutes of David Lynch interviewing a talking monkey, basically trying to get to the bottom of a, a, a murder, monkey suspected of murder. But it's just pure nonsense. It's just pure and utter nonsense. But I yeah. mean, I was laughing. I, ch- I chuckled like pretty much for the duration, despite the fact it's nonsense. It wasn't actually meant I think to be if a, you're a, fan a of- short film, though, was it? It was meant to be like an art. It was um, to be played in a gallery. With his art pieces or something. That, that makes sense because it's got zero narrative, pretty much. Yeah. And the answers to particular questions are not, no, not what the question, what was asked of the yeah. question. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but definitely record. It feels like quite early David Lynch stuff. Yeah. And maybe even a little bit like the new <laughs> series of Twin Peaks as well. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, watched a couple of questionable horrors. I say questionable. One was much better than the other. From sort of like the late <coughs> 90s, early 2000s, I watched Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Oh, yeah. I've I don't really know it. why. I've seen it. But you like that one, don't you? What was that? You like that one, don't you? I thought you did. Oh, no, definitely not. Um, <laughs> oh. So I really I really like the original, and I, I have seen this before, but I didn't remember much of it, and it is just, it's so strange, but just, uh, it's a complete mess. It's got some terrible acting in it. It's got the most, like, early 2000s metal soundtrack oh like as far as i can tell marilyn manson oh disturbed mudvayne stuff like that and it's like i suppose the concept's kind of interesting because it exists in a world where the first film exists the film yeah. exists as in like oh. it was a film <laughs> for what you meant like, like all films like it exists, like the sequel films, that exists yeah. in the universe of the, of the first film yeah, 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 but like it exists. Like there's, there was a film called Blair Witch, and now we're Blair Witch Two, okay. like that. Right. Yeah. Um. And but it's just mad. It's just there's nothing even remotely similar to to any of the ideas and stuff that it's just kind of insane. Edited really strangely. Um. Just like there's like they're supposed to be teenagers, <laughs> and there's at least one of the actors is like a forty year old bloke. Weird. Uh, pretty much dog shit. I also watched. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I also watched Stir of Echoes, which is like a sort I want of to paranormal, watch supernatural. Some... Kevin Bacon. What's um, his flavor? Who wrote Who wrote the book? It's a uh, famous writer man, Richard Matheson. Richard Matheson. Richard Matheson. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, yeah, so a, a guy just becomes hypnotized at one point by some girl who who loves doing a hypnotism. Yeah, and it kind of opens his mind to all of these sort of like paranormal experiences and stuff, and he begin and it begins like a it turns into like a sort of murder mystery that he's that he's trying to work out. Um, creepy kid, um, yes, a bit cliche, a bit cliche in, pe- in places, but you right. know, I remember enjoying this when I watched it many years ago. And uh, what I've been doing is um, on the horror channel, which is on various things like Freeview and Sky and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. Every every now and again, sort of at nine nine o'clock on a Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, there's a pretty good horror film on, and a film yeah. that you kind of haven't thought about for a while. So yeah, yeah I watched like two on there recently. Stir of Echoes is on there. I think John Carpenter's Vampires is on soon. That's I miss scheduled viewing, where yeah. it just kind of I forces like, you to sit down and watch something. And yeah, 
I kind of feel the same. And I feel like watching something scheduled every now and again is quite interesting. It's nice. Sometimes when the adverts come on, it's that nice little, you know what I mean? A little break. You know, go get back before it starts again. Go make yeah. a cup of tea, whatever you're going to do. There's something quite nostalgic about that. Can you get a free um, view on PS4? I bet you can, can't you? Don't know. <coughs> do we, don't, we don't have um, um, F1. Cable, F one, F type cable coming in through the okay. through the wall, so we can't watch. I'm sure, I'm thinking it's available in quite a lot of ways, so I'm sure you can get it if you can. Yeah. You can then. Sorry, <laughs> I'm really sorry. Um, and then I also saw Bad Boys for Life, which was uh, oh yeah, Babadook for Life. Yeah, oh yeah, Bad Boys for Life, which was really good, much better than I was ever expecting. Much much better than it probably you know deserves to be. Really good. Um, feel good that Will Smith has had a decent film out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just a really good twist on sort of like the the usual setup with these characters and the fact that they're both a bit older now, so it kind of like leans into that. It leans into the Fast and the Furious franchise a little bit with the action. Yeah. We're like, okay, right, we got to take the the action to the next level, essentially. But I enjoyed it. I was laughing. I was I was invested in the various scenarios the characters find themselves in. And I found myself like enjoying being back in that world, whereas, you know, it's been close to twenty years since the last instalment. So, yeah, bloody lovely. There we go. That's it. Cool. Okay. <coughs> and then the other film. Sorry about the coughing there. The other film we watched was um, Creature from the Black Lagoon, which was uh, suggested right. so this, by a listener. This was suggested. Who was it suggested by? Do we know? Uh, I, I'll tell you in a second. Somebody, just, somebody suggested it. So somebody basically said that we had we hadn't watched. <laughs> just, just uh, the cogs are going. Yeah. Just um, <laughs> someone suggested we haven't watched a lot of older films, which I guess was kind of like a choice we kind of made, considering we we finished the list and then I guess. I mean, I do like watching these these older films. I mean, especially this one. But there's something about you know when we think about what film to watch next, usually the one I'm thinking of is like, oh, I haven't seen this yet, or I missed this last year, I missed this two years ago. Yeah. That's kind of the way my brain thinks. So, uh, yeah, so Creature from a Black Lagoon is a 1954 American black-and-white monster horror film from Universal International, directed by Jack Arnold, starring Richard Carlson, Julie Adams, Richard Denning, lots of other people. Uh, the creature was played by Ben Chapman on land and by Rico Browning underwater. Because Rico Browning can breathe underwater. That's the reason for that. Right. Um, <laughs> so, Kristen, the... Kristen uh, suggested it. Kristen Brown. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kristen. It took me a while yeah. to remember, but got that. Yeah, yeah, you just buffered. access in the memory. <laughs> <Got it. laughs> Uh, a strange prehistoric beast lurks in the depths of the Amazon, uh, Amazonian jungle. A group of scientists try to capture the animal and bring it back to civilization to study. Sorry, is this anaconda or is this? Uh, That's anaconda, and from the, black the, the, yeah. the the synopsis <laughs> for a creature in a black lagoon is is the same word for word. <laughs> cool. So it, st- so it stars obviously the famous Universal monster, the Gill Man, which we've seen in you know various sequels, and I think the last film he was in was uh, Monster Squad. Which I think would be a good film to do on this podcast. How I've seen that, that for years, but I loved it as a kid. Same, yeah. same, same. Yeah. So I mean, I um okay. So we've not done many in many Universal horrors for a long time. I think maybe even over a year ago, maybe now. I don't know, but um, I always feel like I do enjoy them. <laughs> I enjoy the aesthetic, and the, there's always a feel there that that works really well. I think we did Dracula and um, Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. There is something I always enjoy and take away from them. But there is always a bit of... Um, they are a little bit over the cliff in the sense that they're a bit slower. They tend to be a bit slower. Um, there tends to be more redundancy in the storytelling, which we're just not used to in this day and age. Like You you they're can't quite- have the same thing attacking in the same way over and over, which this film does do, but, and these older films do. Uh, so there's always like a bit of... A bit of that, uh, but I actually found this an oddly comforting watch, oddly easy easy to watch. Just I just had on, watched it quite. It didn't feel like it slogged really at all. Maybe a bit towards the uh, towards the end, um, but um, 
yeah, I'm glad we watched this one. Uh, I, oh yeah, so 85% Rotten Tomatoes critics, 73% user rated, 3.6 letterboxed. Um, so I mean, it's like it's generally liked this film. Yeah, it's pretty highly rated, and uh, like I've never seen it before. Me neither. So neither. aware of it in like the public realm of you know uh, popular horror movies and monster movies, um, but I've never seen it before. But then again. I guess it's some of those things I've never always felt the the want to do because they it's another one they're always quite short aren't they so this one's only seventy nine minutes long. <laughs> Are you sure? I thought it'd be longer than that. So well, allegedly, according to Wikipedia, Luke, no, you that, are that, that Wikipedia. Right, right. You better than Wikipedia? No, that's right. Is it? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm very sorry. It's about to buffer. Uh, yeah, and there is something there is something quite satisfying about this film. Um, I like the aesthetics. Maybe it's because of where it takes place. So I'm in the Amazonian jungle. It's got quite an interesting little cast of people, of like scientists and. I feel like there's um, maybe two or three scientists that could have been played by the one person. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, I like it because obviously <coughs> the, the the young lady, despite being the fact that she is essentially a damsel in distress, that's not all she's reduced to. She is essentially a scientist along the know, same. I put here in my notes. They're treating her like she's a weak cheese souffle who would deflate at the nearest hint of a man sneezing. Okay. Okay. Maybe that's not what I meant. What I meant was that she, <laughs> as, a, as a scientist, she's kind of like well-respected and she's in a relationship with one of the guys, isn't she? Yeah. But, it, but constantly, I like, didn't, I didn't f- one, of them, one of the men are like, some of them are like, be careful, there's a woman present. Or they say something along those lines that's like, she Put can't. your penis away, there's a woman <laughs> present. Sorry! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a constant <laughs> sense of like people I don't know are scared that she can't handle the situation or something that they're worrying about her well um, I would I mean I'd be worried about her if there was a fish man coming at you I'd want you to be worried about me I'd be like worried about some some woman yeah there's a bloody <laughs> careful, fish man he's careful. coming out of it <laughs> yeah, yeah careful there's a fish man uh yeah okay um so who got in the cast Richard Carlson Plays David Reed, who's the main scientist guy. I mean, like the um, the main. He's like guy. a hunky main <coughs> scientist action guy. Again, oh, yeah. with these films, it always seems like the lead actor. I'm like, he could easily be tw- from anywhere from 29 to 49. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, how old is this dude? I bet they're well younger than we think they are as well. Because he looks like he could be 40 ish. But I bet he's like 20, it's, it's the bloody, the bloody, the bloody war when everyone got everyone got worried, aged everybody. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Julie Adams plays Kay Lawrence, who apparently has been like 150, 150 screen credits. But this is her. Most... She's 150 years old. <laughs> Still alive today. <laughs> um, she's a damsel in distress, but also a scientist. Uh, Richard Denning um, play. Although, I've got to say, Julie Adams, uh, the Kay Lawrence character, she does some strange stuff. Swimming out there in the lagoon. Yeah. It's a bloody. All stuff. Yeah. Lido. Uh, Richard Denning. Uh, Mark Williams. I mean, is he the? Um, he's the sort of he's in charge. The money man, right? He wants to. Yeah, possibly. Again, a lot of these characters do kind of feel like yeah. the same, the same uh, white dude, don't they? Yeah. Um, there's like a boat captain there. Uh, yeah, uh, Wikipedia describes him as crusty. Crusty, crusty, boat captain. Christy. <laughs> 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 what does he say? Uh, oh, you're ever so crusty. Because I, I was like looking at the plot on Wikipedia to, to I thought I'd missed something. I was reading up and it said the crusty boat captain or something. Um, you crusty bastard. I can't remember. Uh, okay. Um, Antonio Marino plays Carl Meyer. Again, I'm not too sure who these people are. Um, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. 
Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, so I think he's the original scientist, the older guy who finds the skeleton hand at the start. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to struggle with these other people. Um, But we open with the film, um, and then we and it's, and it's the film's done. Uh, so uh, we open as um, a guy. You now he's in forest. I'm in the rainforest. He's got some assistants who are Amazonian men, I think. Um, yeah, just two little two little Amazonian dudes. Apparently, their names are Z and Chico. Chico. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Come on, Chico, sort it out. <laughs> it's Chico time. Uh, <laughs> Chico and uh, these people find a skeletal hand with webbed fingers sticking out of a wall. Um, and it's like, it looks, I mean, exactly that. It's a skeletal hand with webbed fingers. And they're like, this is amazing. Um, I the, the main scientist, Dr. Maya, is like, I'm going to go and get some more people or something along these lines. You guys, Chico... Z, you stay here and look after the skeletal hand. Make sure nothing happens to it. At the same time... Si, senor. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, uh, so then, uh, Carl... I'm gonna, we're going to be speeding through this plot here. Uh, Carl, uh, he goes... <coughs> he gets in his boat. He goes back to base, which is another boat. A bigger boat. Um, there's like an aquarium, I think. And he goes on back to California. <laughs> Yeah, he's all, he says to the guys, I'll be back in a minute. Look after the skeleton hand. I'll be back in a minute. And he goes all the way back to California. Probably comes back a couple of weeks later. And they're there, like, you're finally back. You know in Interstellar, when they go onto that planet and back, oh, and yeah. guys aged. Jesus. So after Chica. You'd be, um, you'd be fuming, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd be fuming. I've been, I've been here in ages. It's like the guy. I've been here absolutely um, aged. Japanese soldier guy who um, no he wasn't Japanese Vietnamese was he he hid in the woods for years and years after the war ended because he was convinced that it's still oh, happening God. <coughs> it's only like and he came out we've been having a whale of a time over here it's been yeah. lovely where have you been I've just been eating my own shit no. living in holes or whatever yeah um, okay so he goes back to California and he finds a hunky David Reed who is an itchy f- Itch, ich, ichthyologist, itchyphologist, which is basically just about STDs and stuff. He just, yeah. just itch, itchy stuff. How itchy? So he, Quite itchy. So, <laughs> so he works at an aquarium, and I think overqualified. That's the first thing I think. I'll just work in an aquarium. He's like next to Look like at the this Saturday fish. boy. It has STDs. <laughs> Look how it shakes and itches. He's walking. He, there's a Saturday boy working there. He's sweeping the floor, and he's going, yeah. "How have I got the same job as you? I'm an itchitologist, and you're just a <laughs> you went you got you got one GCSE, or whatever it was back in those days. Um, o levels. <laughs> so apparently, he's been a guest at Carl's Institute in Brazil studying lungfish. That's what he's doing. Okay. Imagine that. Imagine that. Come to Brazil. It'll be wonderful. What am I going to be doing in Brazil? I'm going to be studying some lungfish. Well, that's interesting. Sounds interesting. Does it pay well? Probably not. Uh, David persuades his boss. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I'm I'm back at speed here. So the financially minded Dr. Mark Williams, who is um, the blonde one. They look kind of similar. One's got blonde hair. 
And one's got dark hair. One's got, one's got blonde hair, one's got blonde streaks. In. <laughs> um, he's like, okay, I want to see the rest of this webbed skeleton thing. I'm going to pay for it. <laughs> Where's the bloody webbed skeleton thing? Show me where it is. I want to have a look at it. I'll fund the bloody old expedition just this for you. This is like when you're a kid and someone comes to the school playground and says, there's this thing I found over here. And everyone's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, let's go find the thing. And all the kids go to find the thing and it's some—it's just a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the size of it though. Bloody hell, it's massive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, uh, okay, to get in the boat. And then we introduce to the rest of the crew. Oh no, do they get attacked? I think Chico and Z get attacked at this point. So Chico and Z get attacked. They're obviously back at the camp, um, living, you know, looking after the thing. But then there's a they amphibious prank where they, they hold out the hand to shake the other person's hand, and it's a skeletal webbed fingered hand, and it pulls away, and they go, <laughs> "Got you again, <laughs> got you again for the four hundred and eighth time this week because we've been waiting here for weeks." And the guys to read for Duracar to come back, and they both know it's um, the webbed hand, but they've got nothing else to pass the time, so they just go along with it. Good one, Dave. So obviously, Chico. they're being they're being <laughs> they're being stalked by this amphibious humanoid who lives in the sea. Weird thing, um, and he, he does a lot of putting his hand out onto the surface of the ground and then taking it away slowly. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's cheeky like that. Um, the music swells but, perfectly in time with his hand and then pulls away as he pulls away. Yeah. It's like he's a composer. He's just... So the the, uh, the people as they're recording the music were looking at the wrong hand. Oh, <laughs> okay. oh, oh, that hand! He's got scaly hand. Um, so yeah, it appears, <laughs> attacks uh, Chico and Z, um, and murders them. It's quite brutal, like, I think, compared to the previous Universal movies we watched. He just yeah, we well, don't see anything, but I mean, he he puts his hand on him, and then the tent shakes around as if what is he doing to it? He's just fucking them up. <laughs> <laughs> if What's it was like supernatural, well, if, it was, if, if it was modern day, there'd be a, a blood splatter against the tent, and that'd be the end. It would cut to black. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty creepy, though, isn't it? Like a fish man. I've always found it pretty creepy. It is with his face, because he's got like a Cold, dead, dead eyes, a dead trout's face. Yeah, it's got. I mean, there's no emotion in that face at all. I mean, obviously, with like the shape of water. There's a lot going on in that face, and you can feel a, a, a bit of connection. Almost feel like it's a love story. Whereas yeah. this, I don't want to feel like it's a love story. I feel like he's a a dirty perv. This this fish. <laughs> I've seen this guy's face looking around windows. Yeah, Jill. looking up skirts. He's all, up skirts. he's always down at the bottom of the. He's always he's down at the bottom of the river looking up yeah. at people going, "Oh yeah, bloody hell, <laughs> I love it." Yeah. Um, okay, so. <clears throat> Um, on the boat, there's um, uh, the girl. I can't remember her name. <laughs> the woman. That's all we need. All we care about uh, Kay Lawrence. Um, that woman. Kay another, Lawrence. Another scientist who I kind of felt like he was redundant because he was like almost he was like another version of the main one, but like a little bit smaller. <laughs> copy and paste of him. They yeah. just copy and paste the main character, and they Clancy, go, "Well, I've copied and pasted him. He's not. He's not quite as good this one, but you know, he's like point um, seven five scale of the other one." Um. <laughs> Here we go. The group goes aboard the Tramp Seat Arita, captained by Krusty Lucas. Is that his actual name? Says. Krusty Lucas. No, it's not. They just described him as that for no reason. <laughs> but he's not Krusty at all. Well, I mean, how do you uh, describe Krusty? I mean, I don't think. He, I guess he looks kind of Krusty in the sense that salty. Krusty the plane? Yeah, I know he has like dried salt water on his face, probably. Weird he, way to describe someone, don't it? You might say. Cockle, dry cockle um, juice. Cockles, as in the thing you eat, not. I'd describe him some other way because he's quite like um, over the top and he's this, this quite friendly. He's capped. quite friendly. He he's got big charismatic. Yeah, and they've just they've just done him in on Wikipedia by saying he's crusty. <laughs> Maybe that's it's a compliment. disrespect. So basically, yeah, they all get to the camp, find uh, Chico and Z, and they've been mo- moided. They've been moided, but Lucas says something like, "Oh, it's probably a jaguar. You know, probably a jaguar." Yeah, but then someone says, well, "Look at these claws; they're spaced perfectly to be a human hand." They don't say that, but that's yeah. kind of they jump to conclusions. If someone had been murdered and someone went, it's "Probably a jaguar," I just go, "Shit, was it? Oh my god!" That's quite terrifying. I would, I wouldn't then go, "Well, <coughs> it might, it might have been a a piscine amphibious humanoid." 
previously fought from extinct. the Devonian era. They keep saying Devonian period or something like that. The Devonian era it just comes from Devon. Yeah. I just keep thinking. <laughs> well, this thing came from Devon, Cornwall. <laughs> Piscine. What did you say? Piscine period. Is a Piscine. A Piscine. A Piscine amphibious. A Piscine amphibious <laughs> humanoid, which is basically a wet fish man or a, a water dwelling fish man. It's like we've been fish in that too long. I turned into a Piscine amphibian man thing. Um, piss, a piss. A I piss. Piss. <laughs> Are you pissing this bath? Pissed in the bath. <laughs> Are you pissing this bath? It's very. <laughs> So yeah, they they do a little excavation in the area, um, and where they find the fossil, but they don't find anything. And then they say at one point, like, "Or where's this? Where's this? um, Where's this little stream or river run out to?" And it kind of run out, washes down river. Yeah, and they're looking for stones and rocks and shit that would have come from the same area and time to get more clues, I guess. But it empties out into a lagoon, or as Lucas, the crusty captain, calls it, the Black Lagoon. A paradise from which no one has ever returned. Is that a paradise? I mean, it could be. It's like uh, Schrodinger's cat. It could be great. It could be bad. We don't know. We'll never know. Um, they <laughs> never know. Oh, well, apparently it's a paradise. <laughs> All the mates have gone there and never come back, which means they love it so much that they've never felt the need to come back. Exactly. Or they've been brutally murdered. So married. good. One yeah, of the other. Or that, yeah. um, there's a lot of footage of uh, the dark-haired, handsome guy and the blonde-haired, handsome guy underwater in their aqua lungs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With the six-pack abs like and the harpoon gun. Yeah, swimming, swimming, and then the the, the creature, the, the gill man, ever so close to them, but then not seeming to really, to really like yeah. swim past them, and he's swimming alongside them, go like that. You can't stick your middle finger if you've got webbed fingers, can you? Difficult. I suppose you can. You can cut, but you can kind of go, have it. Like a proper oh, American, bit, yeah. Throwing the bird sort of thing. Um, <laughs> so, uh, they, they're going out to the Black Lagoon whilst David and Mark, I'm guessing their names now, but they're similar to David and Mark, blonde and brown, go for a, a wonder or they're yep. looking at stuff. Um, Kay goes for a, a light swim. In like an Amazonian rainforest lagoon, which if you've ever seen like Amazonian rainforest, like tropical rainforest, they don't look particularly nice to be swimming around in. There's like frog spawn. There's like gunky shit everywhere. There's alligator. We saw an alligator further upstream, and now yeah. it's like an idiot. What an idiot! There's always like piranhas, or have you heard about what are those have fish where t- they swim up? Tomb Raider three. <laughs> Is it Tomb Raider three? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think there's um, piranhas in that What about, there's like some sort of parasite that like swims up your urine stream and goes into your urethra and then little I mean, spines come out. amphibian. Of, like the, the existence of that creature is like forever in my consciousness. Like I'm scared it's going to happen to me wherever I am. Swimming pool. It's gone up your urethra uh, into your consciousness. It ain't coming out there. Oh, it's gone up my urethra straight into my brain and stuck its spikes out. Anyway, she's just don't, she got she's full no of them, respect. Yeah. She's full of urethra animals. Oh. <laughs> Over. They're using oh, a year for like a highway, those those, those lot. <laughs> Jesus. Straight up there. <laughs> Into the consciousness. Uh so um <laughs> I can't remember what I'm saying. Okay, so she's fine though. I mean she looks fine, but who knows what's going on inside there now. Um They get attacked again. There's a lot of like the I think the Gilman is supposed to kind of fancy her and he's kinda of, like looking at it. There's one bit where she, uh, her foot's like on the bed, there's like a there's a porthole window. And his hand keeps going into the window next to her leg and back out. Uh, but it doesn't, do, it doesn't do the jaws me. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we get a lot of... What happens now for the rest of the movie, the creature gets onto the boat, kills someone, escapes, gets a harpoon in his back. They chase him for a bit. Mm. He gets back on the boat, attacks him some more. I don't know. Before I, they I see like it, it gets it gets caught, it gets caught, it gets caught in a net briefly, <laughs> and they sort of oh, lose yeah. existence. They're collecting these rock samples from the floor. Um, obviously, poo. Kay just keeps going swimming because she loves it. It's this yeah. poo, yeah. <laughs> uh, and the gill man keeps stalking. Um, so yeah, he basically kills two crew members, I think. Yeah. Um, but then he gets captured, doesn't he? Then he just gets away. He, he gets captured. Locked. He gets captured. Locked in a cage. 
Um, and then during the night, there's a guy who's guarding it, and he it, it escapes. Um, it kills him, but then Kay smashes the creature like with this lantern, drives it away. Um, I don't think Edwin dies, actually. He was the guy who was guarding it. I think he just gets injured and ends up with his whole face bandaged, which is basically dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and, at, and at this point, there's a little bit of conflict between the crew where Mark wants them to... No, sorry. David wants them to leave, go back to civilization, forget about it, leave the gill man. That's brown Whereas Mark okay. is like... Blonde yeah, okay. whereas Mark, blonde hair guys, is like... Hey, I can capture this guy and take him back and put him on the stage. <laughs> Make him dance. <laughs> Make him dance. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's there's a little bit. Of, they have a little bit of a fight. I think there's a, a, a little brief punch up, isn't there? There's some fisticuffs. Yeah, some yeah. harsh words are said. Uh, yeah, buffoon. Yeah, I just think grow up, lads. You tip box. <laughs> yeah. Um, the creature the girl man blocks them off as well he makes like a little well I, I think so he kind of makes a little uh dam yeah he, so make, he puts they, a load of logs like in the yeah. way and they get a little bit they can't get away and damn yes it is damn that's what they say <laughs> it is damn it's a damn. <laughs> damn um and they try to attempt to remove the logs um and Gilman's mark good. ends up going, going going underwater trying to capture the creature single-handedly because he's uh, yeah he's absolutely nails he goes swims down there going come on in creature yeah he gets mauled to death doesn't he he gets killed there's some hearing and then music. we get like there's some cool hearing music where david goes after him with a harpoon gun um yeah i like that little bit of score it was good yeah yeah i think it's got a great score it's got a very classic feel to it um and then we get like the iconic visuals <laughs> Where the guild man abducts Kay, carries her around like she's an overgrown baby, uh, takes her to its cavern lair. I don't know what he's going to try and do. Where he's just going to well, if he's anything like a normal male fish, he's going to wait for her to shoot out a load of eggs and he'll um, fizz on him. He might <laughs> right. be waiting a while. He might be shoot your eggs out then. Shoot your eggs out. I don't, what you're I, on, don't know what you, I don't do that. Go on. Uh, don't be shy. Go on. Let me have here forever. Um, <laughs> So yeah, David, Lucas, and Carl. So obviously David, the, the the captain. They do all sort of chase after the creature, find Kay, rescue her, and then they just shoot the living shit out <laughs> of the creature. David doesn't even do the the final kill, which is I kind of I think it's a bit weird. Uh, I think yeah. he shoots a harpoon like, in like, it earlier, but uh, it's the other people, Krusty Captain, captain and Captain Krusty Krusty captain is and a seamate. Seamate, shoot him up. Yeah. Yeah, Shmi, but um, and Shmi, poor, poor old yeah, Shmi and Hook, poor old um, crusty. Sorry, no, poor old Gilman just ends up going all the way back to the sea, the river. Sorry, the lagoon. <laughs> Get all my bloody water, water-based places mixed up. Yeah, goes back to the lagoon, jumps in. He's basically dead. That's yeah, it. He winds up his uh, plate of fish fingers at the end. Post-credit scene. <laughs> Captain hey, Christie, Captain Birdseye, Bird great for you. Yeah. So Captain Birds, I started. Yeah. Captain um, so, um, <coughs> uh, okay, we're going here. Um, some uh, some quizier, some trivia for you. Yep. Uh, number one, the creature, the Gilman, was initially based upon was it one catfish, two some crap in chewing gum and stuff that got stuck to somebody's shoe, or three the Academy Award. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, the Academy Award. The Girl Man from Catfish. Creature from the Black Lagoon is one of the most recognisable movie monsters today, but he almost looks very different. With the direction from Jack Arnold, the makeup department created a creature that looked like an Academy Award with gills and fins. Yeah. Oh, right. Did I say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, those yeah, are exact words. Uh, number two. Great. Initially credited as the beauty who created the beast... Millicent Patrick co-created the design for the creature, but why was her name dropped from the opening credits? Um. Um. Ooh. What's her name? <laughs> Millicent Patrick. <laughs> Millicent Patrick. No, 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 no. Co-created. As I can see, she co-created. She was dropped from. She was dropped from Where the thing feet? because she. Sold the design to someone else. This is a difficult she, question. This is—I'll I'll give you a clue. 
she co-created the design for the creature. She tried to take ownership of it completely. Uh, no. So what happened was um, because she was uh, someone else did. Because she was a female, she was getting tons of credit as the beauty who created the beast. That's what I think her credits were going to be. Um, it made the other guy, Bud Westmore, get super jealous of her attention. Uh, what's his name? Bud Westmore. <laughs> hey, my name's Bud Westmore, and I created the beast. We don't okay. know the whole story. Uh, but well, that's all I need to know, mate. <laughs> what a prick. Yeah, he's a dickhead. Um, Westmore's family had become famous makeup artists, so Bud was able to get his co-worker's name out of the opening credits and take the credit for the creature's design. Your disgrace. That's a disgrace. I hope she got yeah. I hope he got his comeuppance. Tell me she did. He did. I don't know. I think there's a book. There's a book that came out about this. About Millicent Patrick. Um Google it because I don't know what it is. But it came out fairly recently. I think it's quite mentioned That's by lazy, isn't it? That's lazy. <laughs> Google it, mate. Google it. Oh, I will tell you the details, but Google it, mate. Fucking hell. and number three, name game. So the film's oh. called Creature. Creature of the Black Lagoon. This film I'm talking about is about a little boy who has a special spoon that he likes to dip in pools of water. One day he dips his spoon in some water and finds a beast on his spoon. What's it called? (laughs) Uh, uh... (laughs) (laughs) The creature from the Black Lagoon. From the back of the spoon. Uh, what am I saying? <laughs> that's, that's quite creature good. Creature from the back of the spoon. Um, creature on the aqua spoon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Not, not your best. <laughs> <laughs> Just you wait. Just you wait. Um, oh no, I got rid of that one. There was another one that was even worse. Uh. I couldn't work out. It was like um, uh, feature of the actagoon or something. I couldn't, couldn't work out. Okay. Number four, how many people were in charge of the score? Oh. Uh, is that a number? Uh, is, it, is it high or low? Uh, middle of the road. Five. <laughs> uh, three. Henry Mancini, Herman Stein, and Hans J. Salter. Uh, whenever the Gilman comes on screen, his monster theme can be heard. This refrain doesn't just come on every once in a while, but every single time the Gill Man comes on screen, the producers demanded that... How does it go? I can't remember. It's like... Oh, that's something else. Gill Man! 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 Number five. Which famous movie director watched this film every year on his birthday? Quite an open... Large question. I'll give you a clue. This famous director was once bitten by a radioactive Ingmar Berg. <laughs> Ingmar Bergman? Yes. Correct. He watched this movie every <laughs> birthday. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't really get what you're on about until, like, when I said Ingmar Bergman, I was correcting you. <laughs> Is that what you mean? Yeah. He got. Oh no! I've been bitten by a radioactive in my burg. Now I'm ripping my burg. That's good. That's that makes up for the first one, what? <laughs> okay. Well, good. Um, we need to break the film. I get five out of five again. Yeah, I think so. Somewhere along those lines. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I. I think I preferred it to some of the other horror because I think. There are some bits about the other Universal horror movies that I find haven't aged so well, whereas I think this is pretty straightforward. Well, Dracula doesn't... doesn't even have a score. And I think, like, we just don't, we can't handle movies without scores these days. No, I know what you mean. Uh, but yeah, I like this. So I would, but I wouldn't go crazy on it. I wouldn't, like, go, I've got to watch it again. Oh, I've got to watch it again. I've got to watch it again. I mean, that's no disrespect yeah. to everything but i would like to watch a few more of these to try and get a bit more of an idea of the universal horror movies and yeah. where i stand on all of them i'd like to watch the wolfman yeah uh what else haven't we seen i want to watch Mummy. um yeah that one um freaks i want to that one would like circus freaks that'd be really good okay. <laughs> um yeah so yeah, there we go um, so i would give it i think i'd give it a b 
Mate. Mate. Uh, <laughs> my mind went blank. Uh, I was going to give it a B as well. Because, B for because, uh, uh, it's, um, yeah, it's solid. I mean, you can't really complain too much about it. It does everything you want in a in a creature feature universal horror movie. Um, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't, like you said, I wouldn't go jumping around. There's many, there's very few movies that I go jumping around after I've seen it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That was great. I can't wait to see it again. Put it on again. I would yeah. prefer when I was a kid. I did do that. Um, oh, yes. Master of the Universe, though. When Skeletor went gold. Oh. Oh, come on, put it on again. I want to see Skeletor go gold. Uh, Power yeah, so movie. B, so B for us both. Yeah. Both done a B. That's good, isn't it? Maybe, maybe this cliff we're talking about, maybe we've grown out of it. Maybe we're finally growing up, mainly me, but maybe I'm finally growing up and I can appreciate these things. I think before, because we're like watching it for the list, it almost feels like, right, we've got to watch this one now and we've got to watch the other. And then, whereas this was a bit more like, why don't we watch this? Oh, yeah, let's watch it. <laughs> Like I said, this was more com- comforting. I found this one. It was just it was much more easy to stick on and watch, whereas the other one. I mean, there That's is like a twenty-year difference, I think, between this one and um, Dracula and yeah, that's um, true. Frankenstein. So, well, so the Wolfman, the Wolfman was the forties, and I think the Mummy was like the thirties as well. Yeah, Dracula and um, Dracula was like thirty-one, and I think, or maybe it's the other way around. Frankenstein was thirty-three, I think. Um, and then this is like 1950. Is it? When is this one? Yeah. Yeah. 1954. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. Yes, yeah, so it's like 20 years. So I mean, they've got they've been practicing the filmmaking by this point. They've they know a thing or two. They're getting there at this point. Yeah, they're uh, getting there. You're getting there, lads. Maybe one day you make a good maybe film. One. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. How do you feel? How do you feel about the the dark universe getting basically just mugged off because the mummy was shit? Um. I, I don't really care. So we were gonna get, we were gonna get Johnny Depp as an Invisible Man. We were gonna get Javier Bardem as the Wolf Man. Is that right? Maybe not. If if we're gonna f- get a load of good shite. If the Mummy film, because normally the first film in a cinematic universe really has to sort of define the tone and the voice of, I mean things can stray and move around that, but there's normally that focus point, the compass point of the rest of the universe. <laughs> and if that was going to be the compass point of that universe, then I'm not that bothered. If that was great, if that was like a really cool film and had like lots of interesting stuff, but it still got cancelled, then be a bit more bothered. But I'm more interested to see the Blumhouse um, Invisible Man. Uh, let's see what they do. Yeah, doing. which is like this, which is out next month. Ooh, uh, it's Underwater oh, out. Lots yeah. of interest stuff out next month. Is that even so? Underwater is out on the seventh of Feb, so it got pushed back. Get I think. Out. I think initially it was the twenty third of Jan, Get out. and then they went. Yeah. Hang on a minute. 7th of Feb. So it looks like we're going to have to do another episode before we do that. So I don't think we've decided exactly what we're going to do yet, but we will uh, work out here, yeah? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I don't think I've got anything else to say. <laughs> um, now what I was looking for was the uh, end credits. Here we go. Here we go, I've got them. Right, anything else you want to say before we wrap up? Uh, thanks Luke just for talking to me every week and making me feel like I've got a true friend <laughs> thanks for uh, sticking with me <laughs> last week when I wasn't here thanks for sticking with me when I wasn't here um, I'm still a bit ill my voice is, was was on the oh here we go laying, he's laying the groundwork <laughs> now for when to, next week when he does no. I can't do it again. I'm really ill. Sorry. <laughs> and then I then he posts a picture. Then he posts a picture of himself I mean, on Instagram. Just Miami. on a bloody ten mile <laughs> on a run. banana boat. Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> on a banana boat, nude. <laughs> really ill. Okay. Um, really ill. He's, he's in the Black Lagoon <laughs> swimming around. Going, I'm fine. Fit as a fiddle. Uh, okay. Fit as a fiddler. Uh, thanks to Kovach Cameron for our theme music thanks to Acast for hosting the show thanks to the listeners if you enjoyed the show uh, consider going to the Facebook group Horror Hangout Board of Advisors or oh, I mean, you, don't, you don't have to uh, go to iTunes hit subscribe that you have to um, thanks to my co-host Ben for being a right horror dude thanks Luke for being a right horror dude as well nice as one. always bye lovely bye bye now
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.